everyone and welcome to another episode of the comic bookies podcast a historic 150th episode is here it's another hot one today in california we're already feeling the heat but come and cool down with us as we sit down with myself mark and a special guest today for his quarterly meeting with us alex owner of our stupendous stupendous sponsor treasure island comics in fremont california speaking of alex and ti uh, new comic book day is tomorrow, Wednesday, May 18th. So go out to TI in Fremont or wherever your local comic book store is and support your local business. Go and get your books new and old. Alex can get them to you any way you like. Sir, it's great to have you on again. Thank you so much. Uh, it's yeah, middle of May, but but like today felt like like freaking June already. It was hot today out in out in the valley, out in Tracy. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, you're out in the valley, man. Yeah, right, definitely. I mean, it, it, like, like even with the wind, it's already beginning like that hot wind, right? And now I'm in the garage, you know, I got the studio back. I'm not in the bedroom anymore, but now it's like that perfect timing oh, to where yeah. like now that I'm back in the studio, now it's hot. Oh, cool. And now I get mm-hmm. to sit out here and bake and sweat. Cool. Right on. Uh, what's Thanks up, Mark? For remi- Thanks for reminding me as I drive home from Pleasanton today where it's oh, a little mm-hmm. bit warmer as well and I All drive right. into Newark. And obviously, you get that bay breeze down here, man. It's just the water just controls the climate so perfectly over here, where just so moderate. But um, yeah, yeah. just uh, beautiful weather coming around. These days are getting much longer. We're obviously what like a month away for summer solstice, which mm-hmm. is going to be the longest day of the year, the season. My favorite holiday is coming up on the fourth of July, and yeah, man, I'm excited mm-hmm. to get into summer, man, and all these uh, exciting months and. Uh, talk to alex today man i see him every week but i'm glad to share it with the Mm. fans and everybody that listens in so man glad to have you alex welcome yeah so what's new sir uh since you last were on a few months ago gosh i remember we talked about last time everything's a blur everything's everything's a mess with comic books still because everything's being delayed like crazy things are shifted so much so right what what did i tell what was that alex i told you about that comic book store in oakland where they were like missing a whole pallet or something remember oh I yeah yeah that was pretty yeah. wild that was cape and cowl yeah that's terrible man but that's real i mean fedex is slow at best you know <laughs> <laughs> no offense to fedex but right i think the last time you were on i think it was the nfc championship or the Super Bowl, like you know, like the Rams were were playing. I don't oh, know if yeah, you jumped on. Right the, before you, it was, or you might have right jumped on the next Bowl. week, right? I was yeah, nervous. yeah. I was nervous. So we won. That that was yeah. So congratulations cool. to your Rams, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, like I said, I'm watching the Dodgers uh, play right now. We're up again on Arizona, so it's a doubleheader, and then we're winning, which is always cool. Right. This is baseball season. Damn it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It sure is in ba- basketball season for you. No, but basketball playoffs been really good. I mean, I didn't catch the game today, obviously, but we're like we're saying a little earlier. That was a, I mean, Celtics losing. That's big. 
They actually have over the last few years, ever since I think since I've had kids, even with the Warriors being so good, I just haven't had the t- fi- I haven't found the time to even watch any regular season basketball or hockey. But um, yeah. uh, Mark sent us that post the other day. Shoot, what was it, Mark? Like five or six or seven game sevens in one weekend. Like it was yes. crazy. Like it was all weekend. I was trying to watch everything I could and it was amazing. Yeah, too bad that the two game sevens in the NBA that day were duds. Yeah, right. I mean, and I don't think I mean, obviously, the Celtics, they didn't get no favors their way when they had to play on Sunday in that game seven and then play today. You know, that's what a day rest to put that into perspective. Obviously, the Warriors, they played on Friday. They won them their game six. and They don't have the game until tomorrow, which is Wednesday, May, May 18th. Right. So Boston. Mm Man, that that turnaround time really stuck for them, especially with um, I think the Heat clinched on Thursday or Friday also. So the Heat obviously having a lot more rest. So that that bode well for them. Not not so good for the Celtics. Hopefully for the Warriors, um, that's good for them coming up here tomorrow. The Warriors look good. They look all right. You know, Memphis has their number to tell you the truth going into these playoffs. I said, I don't really want to see Memphis because I don't think I don't I don't think we beat them all season long. What is it? We played them like three or four times. I think they beat us all three or four times, if I'm not mistaken. I was asking a couple of my basketball friends or or my, you know, my friends that are really into it. I said, who would you want to see or who would you rather see? You know, and they're like, uh, I want you rather see the Timberwolves. Or the or the Grizzlies because obviously that first series was pretty good right with the, another game seven there and they're like oh I'd rather see Memphis I was like really they're like yeah just to pay just for payback right because obviously Memphis mm-hmm. took the Warriors out at home in that Chase Center last year in that play-in game so um, they wanted the revenge they obviously got the revenge but you know I was a little bit scared of I was a little bit scared of Memphis to tell you the truth and at times the warriors did not play good to tell you the truth my analysis on it the very first game game 1 don't know if you watched it they were a j a j j, j a ja morant uh you know when a clay pushed them wide and he almost made that like underhand scooped layup mm-hmm. but he missed it good defense by clay but they were like literally one layup away from winning that game they could have won what was it um game three when or was it game three or was it four where the war it was game four where the warriors were down the whole game until the last 45 seconds and ended up pulling it out that was the first game that john morant was out so i mean it, it almost seemed like at times that the series should have been a, a couple bounces here, a couple bounces there. The series honestly could have been three one the other way. War, I mean, the Warriors didn't look that good, especially with their star player and John Morant being out. And I'll tell you sure. what, I think that 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 game that they were down by fifty five points, that game five, that really woke them up. I think that was probably oh, sure. the best thing that could have happened to the Warriors. Honestly, <laughs> that game was ugly. That game was over early too. They needed that game. That was a straight wake-up call game, you know, like we, this cannot happen if we're going to make a finals, right? So I think knowing the Warriors like I do, I think that was that was a game that they needed. But they've been having too many turnovers. Uh, Jordan Poole was really good in the first, you know, in the first round, but now he's getting a little too cute. I mean, obviously the competition's going to keep getting better and better. And Jordan Poole, you know, he was shining, but sometimes you got to know where your role is, you know? You got to know your role, kid, just... Sometimes I think he's trying to do a little bit too much. Sometimes they just have silly turnovers that they really, really need to address. But hey, the Warriors are favorite, obviously, to win it with the final four teams here. 
Warriors are favorite coming down to it. Not by much by the Celtics, but probably so after this game, after they're they're losing. I'm pretty sure Miami will be even favored over the Celtics now, but we'll see, man. It's been fun. So now, so we got 1-0 Miami. Uh, Phoenix Suns lose to the Dallas Mavericks. So how, so how do you think, uh, Alex and Mark, how do you think the Warriors will fare against Dallas now? I think the consensus, I think the majority of people would have wanted to see this series, you know, just, you know, I think they probably match up better with, uh, you know, if, if they can take out Luka, then I think well, Phoenix is the overall better team, I think. But I don't the, know. The, I mean, the playoffs are different, man, you know. The biggest thing. part there. Right. The, the end, that was crazy. The biggest thing was giving the Warriors home court advantage. If the Suns right. win, we go on the road. But since Dallas won, now the Warriors get the home court advantage. Mm-hmm. So that worked out in their favor. Just don't lose game one or two and lose that home court advantage. Yeah. Could happen. Man, that it might happen. You know, Luca's Luca's awesome, man. But I feel like the Warriors should be able to do it. They they looked really good the last game. They they, they were clicking pretty good. They're coached well. They got good talent. I mean, they get a little bit little bit older, but Curry's still so ridiculous, dude. Jeez, when that guy's on, he's on, man. Yeah, Steve Kerr's back from his COVID leave. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean. Chris Paul, dude, how many series they had that whole list of him losing? I'm like, oh my god, oh, yeah, he's, he's lost five early. series when they've been up to, or how many five or seven series when he's been up this two zero in the series? That's crazy, including Cursed. last year's finals. But you know what? Some dudes like that. I, I remember the story because I was like that. That's when the Warriors were like winning their first champion. No, well, not their first, but this era, right? 2015, 16, those years, right? Where they made five straight. It, it was one year. I think it was either 16 or 17. I don't know. One of the years they faced the Rockets when Chris Paul was on the Rockets. And uh, Curry was like shooting around practice down in Houston before one of the games or like the night before or a couple nights before or something like that, right? And he's shooting around, and Chris Paul comes into the gym. And I guess because Chris Paul is part of the home team, he's a player for the home team, he basically gets uh, seniority over Curry. So he basically saw that Curry was that Curry was pretty much practicing. He was like, just kind of like Bush League, like, I'm not going to let him practice. So he just went on the court, and they had to like kick out Curry or something. It was, they were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. They were talking about that on 95.7 the game back then. I was like, damn, that's Bush League. Ever Houston? since then, huh? The Houston? Yeah, when he was playing for Houston. Right. Yeah. There's just so many teams pretty much that could have, you know, it. Houston couldn't get there. Why? Because the Warriors. The Clippers have had good teams. Couldn't get there. Why? Because the Warriors. You know what I mean? The Warriors have just shot down so many, like, dreams these last couple years. And that's why it's like you either love them or you hate them, I feel like. A lot of people like them, but then they have, like, those haters where kind of like the Patriots where you keep on winning, you know? People don't really like you. Right. No, but you should hate the Patriots. The Warriors are cool, man. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't hate the Warriors, man. They're not cheating. Right. I mean, there's I mean, they had KD for a few years there Um, that can you know, that's the only reason why you would say super team. Right. But but, you know, Clay, Dre and Steph, they were actually drafted, you know, and they picked up just a handful of like, you know, piece parts that, you know, took them to a few championships. One, of course, being Kevin Durant. But you see these other super teams, you know, like LeBron only won one, one or two championships. Right when he made his super team in Miami, yeah. and then the the Celtics, you know, they were probably one of the first ones to do it. They won the one championship, but it's you know, 
it's and it's also good to see teams like the Brooklyn Nets get absolutely smoked and oh, you know, yeah. swept That's in the fantastic. first round. <laughs> like you know, there's a whole there's a whole generation of guys I think that are like slowly declining. Like like Kevin Durant's still good. I mean, he's he's battling injuries, but you know what's happening with guys like you know with like like Westbrook and and James Harden. I mean, those Westbrook guys are old. Harden is old, dude. Harden like, didn't try. Right, no. And Durant's then, still yeah. good. Durant's still like, really good. Like Harden, are you fat? Or are you not fat? Like, like make up your mind. You know, like it's it's it messes with trying to get healthy too because they've been battling injuries for years as well. You know, but like there's only a couple, a handful of consistent guys of that generation. You know, like Steph Curry's just he's always you know he's he's there when you need him. Like it's it's crazy. Curry's a phenom. That guy's he he's redefined that position. He's I love watching his highlights. I try to watch you know, top 10 every night on ESPN right. and, uh, you know, finish the night with, with good highlights. And like we were just saying earlier with all the hockey was hit, we had all the game sevens highlights that I were the weekend was awesome. It was sports center was full of it. Right. Was, you know, but, but man, he curries something else, dude. That guy's unbelievable. And, and Clay's it's good to see him. He, he's, he's looking really good coming back. Right. You know, I mean, they obviously yeah. had to play a little bit more defense and stuff the last couple of games, but they, they looked sharp, dude. They looked really sharp. Game six, Clay. Game six, club. yeah. <laughs> Dallas should be good, right? I mean, that should be a good series. It should be good. It should right. be fun basketball. Baseball season's going pretty good so far for your Dodgers, being in first place. By I think uh, if they win tonight, it's a game over the Padres. Yeah. Um, our local team, San Francisco Giants, they've been you know playing pretty well too. They're only two games behind oh, the yeah. Dodgers. Um, the A's probably have just <sighs> a couple a couple more wins than they have uh, average attendance. So uh, that's pretty nice, and they're and they're battling a possum right now in the visitors, uh, you know, uh, announcers booth. So things are going pretty well yeah. for the Oakland Athletics, you know, so far this year. I'm happy for them, you know. It's funny, like my oh, parents man. went. My parents went to. Um, I forgot. I, I don't even know what it's called. Mark. It's it's one of their new sections they have and it has like you get to go in like some lounge chairs it's like kind of halfway down the first deck and like they have like lounge chairs they have like tvs like at your feet at your knees kind of and you can get like served food and stuff and i said oh hey you know like it looks like a packed house you know like my mom sends me a picture she goes shut up stop, stop saying something she goes we got here super early you know people are still pouring in i'm like oh pouring in huh like all the rest of the other thousand people yeah oh yeah <laughs> They broke the le- they broke the levy over there. Yeah, have fun, you know. So, uh, I can only I can only laugh, you know, because they've had so many chances to, you know, I mean, at one point the Fisher Group, the group that owns the Oakland Athletics, they were like the sixth richest in baseball. You know, they could be up there spending the money and winning, um, but they they found that they didn't have to spend a lot of money, and and now some years it works and some years it doesn't, and it's. And, and it's now uh, affecting some of the fans, like myself. Like I don't want to go to the, I don't want to go to that dump. Like years oh, and totally. years, of, uh, years and years of trying to get a new stadium. It's like, yeah, I'm probably not a big fan of of uh, you know the public paying for it. You know, like they are in Vegas with the new Raiders stadium. Uh, I want it privately owned or, or privately purchased. Like, and they can yeah. do that. They have the they have the means yeah. to do it. But man, it's it's tough. I don't it's like, to, I don't like to public go participation, there. man. I don't, I don't like when the public pays that stuff. I mean, like, you, you know, when, if, if the NFL wants to build a new stadium in Vegas or wherever, right, they're going to they're gonna expand, like Buffalo, I, I think, whatever, right? And the, the league can the league has more than enough money to pay for that stadium and, and finance it for the team and, and have the team pay them back. You don't need the public funds. Same thing for baseball. It's it's terrible, man. You get right. the fans all twisted up on it, and it's, it's a, you know, I get it. It's manipulative, but 
It's like, dude, come on. You guys have tons of money, man. Right. And I was looking at the, the, the dog for the Nash to National League West. We were all over 500 like a week ago, but now we got the D bags and Rockies are 486. So we were the whole division was over 500, like I think up until a week ago. I'm actually pretty excited. It's going to be a good year. Right. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to a, um, uh, I'm going to Colorado to vis- visit some of the in-laws in August, and we're going to a, the Giants and Rockies game at Coors Field. Yeah. So I'll be check off one, uh, you know, a new park that I'll be visiting and checking out a game. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, fun. it's it, it's early in the season. I'm sure we'll have you back, you know, on around the All Star break, you oh, know, yeah, July, yeah. August, or whatever, for yeah, our yeah. third quarter chat. But yeah, I mean, so so moving on. Um, wait, 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 wait. The 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 the, the, the A. <laughs> a lot of weight. I, I, no, I was just no, no, looking, go ahead, go ahead. I was just looking at some odds to throw you guys. By the way, obviously the the Doyas, they're a uh, plus uh, four to one actually <laughs> to win the World Series, dude. The Oakland Athletics, man, nine hundred to one. To win, the, to win the World Series, to one, dude, that's wild. That. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even think that they'd put like odds like that up anymore ever since that whole debacle from Leicester City. But man, nine hundred to one. Okay, New York Yankees are next to the Dodgers, six to one, with the Astros, eight to one, the Mets, eight to one as well, the Blue Jays also eight to one, Brewers eleven to one, Braves. Um, fourteen to one, the the defending champion. Ah, they're repeating, yeah, yeah. San Diego Padres with our ex manager, Mister Bob Melvin, at the helm there. Um, fifteen to one, the White Sox eighteen to one, and goes on from there. The Giants don't look as good this year. It looked like obviously that first year with um, who's their coach? Who do they got? What's that guy's name? Uh, what's the Dave coach's Kapler. name? Huh? Dave Kapler. 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 That first year with Kapler last year, right? I mean, uh, kind of. Dude, was... they're well coached. That team, the, the Giants play really good. I mean, that's a rival team, but man, they play really well. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. They're they're. I mean, they're, I, mean I hate to say it, but do. they're kind of they're fun to watch. They're fun. Their fan base gives a damn about them, and just uh, sure. Park's nice. They get money injected to them. They're just. Uh, I mean, whatever. We know how it is. We're just the red, red-headed stepchild of the Giants here in the Bay Area. <laughs> well, it's, t- it's tough. I mean, like the A's owner, that, that team, the, the A's are, A's have a better history than what they're doing, man. They, they deserve to have a, their own part. I don't know that they, that they get there on the waters, the right answer, but they, they deserve something, man. That's what I always say, though. How the hell is it possible? Just think of the, put it in perspective. You've been here since what, 1968, Mike? Like 54 years, I think, something like that. You've been here over half a century in the Bay Area, in Oakland, okay? You came from Philadelphia, Kansas City, whatever, right? You've been in the Bay Area since 1968. You got four championships, you know, a bunch of other type of records, and you're the only team in baseball in one of the richest areas in the whole country to live, right? You know, the only team in baseball is that not that does not play in a baseball specific stadium. Not only do you not play, in, not only play in a baseball specific stadium, you've never had. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care for the. I've never. I don't care for the owner. Whatever. I don't know him personally. It is what it is. You know, you you do what you want with your money. Whatever. But how is it possible that you've been here for 54 years and you've never had a stadium built for you? That's pretty. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, that that's insulting. It's embarrassing. If I was mm-hmm. the owner, I'd be like, "This is ridiculous." Fifty-four years, you can't get a damn stadium built. But 
you know, baseball I mean, specific. Right. I mean, like the Braves have had three new stadiums in like the last 30 years itself, right? They had, <laughs> they had the one that Hank Aaron played in and then they had uh Turner field and then they have the brand new one in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the burbs, in the suburbs. Like, Oh my God, dude. Jeez. <sighs> I mean, that's, that's a, for the A's, man. It, it right. is. They're, they're better team. I, no hate for the A's. Just that it's like, man, the owner, dude, you got, you got the money, dude. Put, commit to the, he's got the art team, build the team. You know, like, I mean, if the A's kept like a solid core and just kept building a solid team, like, like the, the giants fan base is engaged. It's hard for the A's fan base to be engaged, right? They're always developing guys and shipping them off. And that's tough, man. Right. Yeah. The minute, the, the minute they get a, a nice little team going, I mean, Mike knows we can attest to this. We used to go to a bunch of games together. It's like you see all these little kids all happy with their Cespedes jerseys and their Donaldson jerseys. And then it's like, how did remember how they did Cespedes? Wasn't like, oh, yeah, I remember exactly what happened. They were doing Mm -hmm. the Cespedes giveaway jersey shirt or (laughs) T-shirt that weekend. And they literally traded him like four days before the giveaway. It's like, dude, they just don't care. You got all these kids trying to like. I remember the Lincecum and the Canes and like all those those you know all these kids around here that were growing up. I mean, there there's gonna be lifetime of Giants fans that were bred from 2010 Dude, Buster on. Buster Posey right? played forever. Oh, yeah, exactly, I mean, right? and they st- they still have guys like Belt and um, and Crawford. Like mm-hmm. some of those guys are still on the team that that won three championships over ten mm-hmm. years ago. It's like crazy. And it's like these kids. Like if you're like a six, seven, eight year old kid. And you're growing up and your dad's taking you, your family's taking you to these games and you're getting to know these players. I mean, you can grow up with these players until you're like 18. I mean, fan for life right there. Right. So these kids, these kids on the A's that they're they're seven, eight years old. By the time they're nine, there's new players. It's like, Jesus. Right. I mean, me being the stubborn dad, like my daughter's only four. My son's one. I want them to be the like I want them to like the Raiders. I want them to like the A's. But it's yeah, tough. Yeah. It's tough to, you know, they're going to be the fans of the A's just based off of, oh, I, I love my dad. I think my dad's the coolest guy in the world. He's a superhero. Right. I'm going to like what he likes. That's it. It's not going to be based off of anything else. It's just going to be based off of dad the, likes them, so I'm going to like them. But if it's based off if they start watching the games, if they see, you know see a packed crowd, if we go to one game a year of each team, they're going to be Giants fans for sure. We're sliding down that Coke bottle slide. They don't mm-hmm. give a crap about the game when they're that young. I mean, come on. They'll be Giants fans just based off the slide. But I mean, <laughs> but, but, but your, kid, your kids are going to grow up past the Belichick and Brady era, so they don't have to endure that. Just pretend, just just you ever, oh. like amnesia. Just pretend like it never happened, and then they'll, they'll just grow up in a new era. Hopefully, the the Raiders can be better in this era, right? That's why I only mentioned baseball because there's. I told my wife there's there's no question. There's I'm sorry, there's no debate over football. Football is Raiders, or they're not liking <laughs> football. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Wait, our kids are all gonna grow up in the era where Tom Brady's a really good sportscaster. That's the <laughs> reality. Right? Oh my god, making, he's so good on TV. Right? And he'll be making so much, and he'll be making just as much money. Is he gonna be that good though? I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Because look he at what happened with he, look, look at what happened with Breeze. He didn't even last a year, right? They just cut Breeze. Pretty stiff on camera though. You right? know, he's I, like really personable, man. He won't be Romo. Romo's the best. Romo's awesome. And I used to talk mad shit about that guy. Right. <laughs> There's a reason why. Like within this first year, he was already with Jim Nance. And now they're like the most sought out team going after. I would I would take Peyton Manning over Tom Brady in the booth for sure, um, just because he brings a little bit of a comedy to it. You know, I think 
Tom Brady's like a little bit of like maybe dry humor. Like he might be like a, you know, one of those side characters on the office where he's super funny, but he's not memorable. I think he'll, he'll be that. Say, I expect him to be really good because he's good at everything and it's ridiculous, sure. but I, I, I bet right. you he's just really good at it, man. Right. And for, and for our NASCAR fans, I always mention it, man, Dale jr. Dude, when that guy was racing, so just, you know, soft spoken, you know, kind of like shy, didn't really want to talk to media, didn't really want to do much. Man, the minute he retired and NBC picked him up, NBC. this dude just completely changed. Got married, had kids, outspoken now, loves talking, great oh, broadcaster, wow. great, you know, does a podcast that's video also. Uh, what is Dirt? Oh, no, what is it? The Dale Jr. download. He, right. he had Ricky Carmichael <clears throat> the other day. Dude gets all types of like great people in, you know, in the auto industry, in the auto oh, yeah. world. And, Man, it's, it, that guy really transcended from being a shy, you know, everything that happened with his dad. So, but right. the guy's great now. I can't wait to the second half of the NASCAR season. That's when NASCAR takes over for Fox. I can't wait to see him in the booth. It's going to be you great. NBC? Is that what I say? That's Fox? right. You said he when takes NASCAR a, he, takes over for Fox. He takes <laughs> I didn't over. know they were buying him. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? They take over the, you know. When NBC takes over for NASCAR. Over yes, Fox. that's right. Yeah. Over Fox. Yeah, whatever. You know, that's what right. When is that happening? Um, I think the halfway point is Sonoma. Um, is, is, it it, is it around Sonoma? Something like that. Um, There's 13 races or something left. I think it's right now that. Ha- oh, no, because they do the last 10. Yeah, you're right. There's a couple more because NBC gets the playoffs. That's right. Right. That they still have to do the Coca-Cola 600 on Fox. That's not on NBC. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's a moral day weekend. So maybe sometime in June. But um, no, he has that that lost uh, tracks show, yeah. too, where he on goes Peac- to like Peacock on Peacock. He goes to like super like tracks <laughs> that were like being raced on like 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. And now it's just rubble. You know, it's just, you know, kind of mm-hmm. a, a forgotten track. Right. And they go there and they <laughs> just kind of experience the history of it. So it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, though. I, I like the, the the history of racing and all that. Obviously, it's not really a West Coast thing. You know, it is now, but like with the roots and everything, how diehard they were with it down in the South and whatnot. I like how he brings that kind of, you know, history to for us and shares it with us, yeah. really. History for everything is super cool. I feel like Steve Young, when he went to the booth, I thought he's really, really good in the booth, man. And I mm-hmm. used to hate Steve. I don't think Steve Young ever lost to the Rams. I used to hate that guy. <laughs> I love watching him on TV. His perspective is – he's really smart, obviously. His, his perspective is really, really good. So I think, you know, again, a rewind. Just like, I think Tom Brady's going to eclipse that shit. He's just kind of just destroy that. Name some – what about someone on the opposite on the opposite spectrum? Someone, someone that was uh, – that was uh, – you know, like bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, not a football player, but who was the comedian? Uh, something Miller. He was on Monday Night Football for like a Dennis year or Miller. two. Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. And Miller. they just kicked his ass. He was. Oh, my God. He was so awkward with smart. his comedy. Oh, yeah. dude. He, uh, yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, who ben else? Roethlisberger. If he did, if he did color commentary, he'd be terrible. No offense oh, to yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. He's a solid quarterback. He'd be right. terrible talking. See, dude. And see, like with baseball, there's a reason why Big Poppy's in the in the studio doing pre and post yeah. game, and there's a reason why A Rod does play, you know, the play by play. And I'm not talking about the accent or like the language barrier. I just think, yeah. you know, uh, the the student of the game, just his his, you know. Intellect, I think A Rod's way better than guys like that in the booth. Oh no, A Rod's super cool. Like uh, Hershiser is our is our color guy for the Dodger home games, and it's great right. to hear him. Right, obviously that guy totally gets it. So, I right. think it's so much harder to do it on radio, any sport, right? But you have to really paint is that picture tough? on. God, you have to, how you do hockey? Going so fast? 
I, I give it up for Randy so, I mean, Hahn, guys right? do it though. Those guys, you, Jesus, yeah, yeah. or, or totally. Dan Rusinowski on the radio. Come on. Yeah. That's I what I'm saying. Not. These guys are good. Those are four different lines. You have power play lines. You like, you have to memorize that with the numbers. And you know, you got, you know, got guys down in the corners trying to, you know, shovel like, and they know who's, who's getting the puck out and they know the opposing team too. Not just the Sharks. Yeah. yeah. It's great. They're saying that Brady must really not, must really be sick of being at home and everything. Because <laughs> yeah. isn't that, they were saying something about how like, when, like, when you're like a, a color analyst like that, that, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of traveling. Oh, sure. And it's because it because when you're on the team, you actually get home games where you get to stay, right? But when you're a color analyst, you're literally every weekend you're gone. So see how Giselle right. uh, how how Giselle handles that, you know? <laughs> yeah, those Brazilians, I'll tell you, man. Yeah, he got tired of seeing all those uh, empty cardboard boxes just being thrown out into the garage, and Tom had to go out there and you know break. How them many down kids himself. do they have? I don't see uh, nothing of his three? son playing football or like him coaching his son yet or anything. You uh, see it with Tiger, Ronaldo. Is it Tiger's three? Tiger's little kid's crazy good. Who? Yeah. Tiger Woods' little kid is really good, is man. He? I've only seen highlights. That kid can play golf already. It's wild. Wow. It's impressive. Okay, let's get into a little bit of comic books. Um, let's do – so uh, first of all, um, I want to thank Alex uh, – owner of Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California, for joining us. He is the owner of TI, and that's our most gracious sponsor of the show. Thank you so much again for joining us. Um, I forgot to mention earlier when we kind of first came on that we are, again, first time in like four or five episodes, we are live on YouTube right now. So thank you so much for everyone tuning in right now. Or if you're going to be listening tomorrow morning and beyond, thank you so much for supporting the show. Sanin Collects says, what's up? What's up, sir or ma'am? Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, so let's get into a little bit of uh, books, shall we? So, uh, Alex, sure, sure. Gonna, I'm just going to run down this week's books coming out tomorrow, May 18th, 2022. From DC, we have The Flash, 782, Batman, Superman, World's Finest, number three, Batman, The Night, number five, Catwoman, 43, and Nightwing, number 92. Uh, Marvel gives us Thor, 25, Wolverine, 21, X Force, 28. Fantastic Four, 43, and New Mutants, number 25, just to name a few. Uh, Boom Studios, House of Slaughter, number 6, and Power Rangers, number 19. Image gives us King Spawn, 10, and Rain, number 5. Dark Horse, uh, Black Hammer Reborn, number 12, and AWA, one of our favorite small publishers, gives us Hit Me, number 3. Now, also, uh, Shaolin Cowboy from Dark Horse, that book's great. Right. Now... First question of the day, I've noticed. So I want to say three weeks ago, I get like 10 or 11 books, right? But like the two or three weeks before that, I'm getting just a handful. And then last week, I get just a handful today. But you were mentioning how it's just being delayed, delayed, delayed. And so, I I mean, I'm 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 thinking to myself, I know that I I order at least, you know, one or two at least a month from previews, right? Like I'm not some of these, you know – short stories are ending and uh, I only drop uh, maybe one or two books, but man, what's happening? Like I, like I'm gone are the days recently of the seven, eight, nine, ten 10 books a week. Like what's happening. It's just the paper shortages, man. I think right. things are, things are rescheduled like crazy. It's going to be a mess. I mean, probably for all of this year into next year it is what it looks like. I mean, like for especially for um for Marvel for hardcovers and trades, a lot of stuff has been rescheduled to Q3 and Q4. Wow. That should have been the first half of this year. And they're getting lots of omnibuses back in print. A lot of good stuff is getting back in print for Marvel, but it's super delayed because the paper stocks are just a mess right now. Right. So is my DMZ uh, omnibus uh, d- going to be delayed? <laughs> 
Probably, yeah. I was just yeah. looking at back orders uh, earlier today. Actually, looking at I saw your name on that list. Um, right, right. I mean, it, it's so it's not just the comic book industry trip. that's being affected by, you know, just all of this. Well, like right? you keep hearing, man, supply chain shit's supply gonna chain, be broken yeah. through next year, guaranteed through next year. Nothing that happens. It's like you know, like the, a big boat on the water. It takes a, a little while to, tr- to correct those things, and this is a pretty, pretty impressive, pervasive problem. I mean, just even the latest thing with like the um, with the baby formula shit, right? They had to close that factory down because a couple of kids got sick and died. And so that shuts down and, and it messes everything up for, for kids that are on formula, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, um, he's not with us tonight, but Sean's, um, son case and, you know, he takes formula and it's a, you know, oh, of course, okay. you know, it's a, a specific brand that they like to use and mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm, few mm-hmm. places that they go to in their area, they don't have it. Sure enough. My wife goes and she goes, she calls me up. Hey, how many do you, uh, or, or what kind do they need? And I, and I forgot what, what's the name. And she's like, Oh, mm-hmm. there's plenty over here, but it's so, so I guess yeah. it's just got to get lucky in certain places. We picked up a few for them and yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Some of these things are random it's too. A, that's it's a mess. Empty. Yeah. So there was one it's factory. That, there's one factory that supplies that much of it. Jeez. Similac, right? I think it's super specialized. I, you know, I don't even know the details. So I probably shouldn't talk shot, too much sh- about it. But shout out Nestle. They're shipping some over from Europe. <laughs> I heard or something. Oh, like really? That. I, yep. Hail to the Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> Hail um, to the yeah, Swiss. Yeah, I saw. I saw that, man. It's, I mean, it's gonna. It's not just gonna be baby formula. It's gonna be something else in like next month, and another couple things will be something else. I saw this uh, on CNN earlier that there's a fish and ship shortage because a lot of the, the cod is caught by Russians, and and they use sunflower oil, which is from Ukraine. So that's a mess in England. Like the price well, is up. Well, wheat, like, wheat, wheat is gonna become a mess because because I heard like yeah. what is it seventy eighty percent of wheat was like coming out of Russia or something. I know they're a huge wheat producer. Really? Yes. Wheat oh, is, you know, wow. you know, you know how I, I, I mean, like plenty of wheat over here, man. Yeah, the whole mid- Canada and US, middle, like the whole middle of the damn country. <laughs> I think you know, a lot of it's like soy and corn, but I mean, there's, there's got to be. I mean, dude, we live in the land of plenty here. I, I don't. I mean, gotta get my Miller Lite for the Sonoma race. Come on now. <laughs> we got we got too much money chasing too little goods right now, my friend. It's it's gonna be a mess, dude. We'll be talking about every time we talk. There'll be some new thing to talk about, like that. Oh my god, that this dumb thing is short now, right? It's gonna be that way, right? We should make a bingo bingo sheet for the rest of the year. That's what we should do. <laughs> Just wait until it's dog food. People can't get their pets' food. Oh man, yeah, something. It's gonna be worse than the kids. Eat, eat the dogs then. You can't let you eat those dogs, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, um, so what How, books are you reading? So currently right now, so books that are, uh, that you've been reading over the last, I don't know, month or two that are really stand out. In Actually, before he goes there, let me say something. Sure. This book, it's a, I know it's a little bit, uh, what, like a month late, <laughs> oh, yeah. but this book oh, yes. is freaking do you're like that dude, that's funny. Was, it wasn't, it, it kind of gave you a, uh, like a, it was kind of like a scumbag feel to it. Right. Just stupid. And just like, it was <laughs> great. Funny, yeah. Right? I liked it. Yeah. It was great. It was, it was great. Yeah. I agree. I I mean, there's been lots of, there's been lots of good books. I mean, the independent stuff I I think is still stronger than the the mainstream stuff. I I do have shadow zone to read. I got to read that. World's finest. World's finest has been fun. This is a Mm -hmm. lighthearted Batman Superman book, but you need that on occasion. We didn't realize we needed that. until we read it. Duo new milestone. That looks cool. Fables is also back. Pretty dope. There you go. House of Slaughter, which is one of my favorite books, because uh, Something's Killing the Children is one of my favorite books. Anything James Tinian writes is one of my favorite books. I know. 
I dropped the ball on that one. I should have jumped on it from the beginning. God, it's such a sh- crapshoot. You know, I, I got the I hate this place, fuck this place book. That looks fun. Shallow <laughs> Cowboy was uh, Jeff Darrell, one of my absolute hand down favorites. Shout out, biggest mm-hmm. shout out of all time. Thor looks cool. So good, good right, books, good books, man. Yeah. This is all one week. That's all. T- I got to read all this shit tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'll read all that tonight so I can talk to folks tomorrow. Yep. Really? Yeah, and I was at the shop for like 11 hours today because I bought another collection. I got a bunch of uh, Amazing Spider-Mans, Moon Knights, Agrippa Moon Knights, some She-Hulk, some Savage She-Hulk, and then a bunch of Star Wars, OG Star Wars Marvel comic books. To, I'll have those out for sale on Saturday. just bought a really sizable collection of that stuff. It's going to be awesome. How That's- long How long does it take you to read those books, Alex? Ladies and gentlemen, if you can't see live right now, or for those listening tomorrow and beyond, like Mike said, he just held up what eight, nine books. Uh, I think like ten. Yeah, ten. Ten books here, and he, Mister Alex, I'm gonna said he's going to. Be... And you retain all that information. You don't doze off. Well, I'm going to drink. I just had coffee. I'll probably have another cup of coffee. I'll probably oh, have an energy wow. drink. I'm going to work on uh, some a mix I'm working on as well because I've been posting mixes because I don't sleep much at night, and uh, I'll read those books. If I have one or two left in the morning, I'll do that in the morning. That's you know, crazy. I just want to be able to talk to people about it, man. It's it's my job, you know. <laughs> right, right. Like us, Mark. Like we have to read books to be able to talk to Alex or each other on on this thing. That is <laughs> true. Randy Hahn, but so we don't have to read ten in one clip. night. <laughs> we don't have to read ten true. at midnight. Hey, you know what? I had a damn plan to do that last night. I had like um, from the week that I had like ten or eleven, I was gonna read like uh, eight, nine, or ten books. And then, of course, is the is the one night of my weekend where my son just wakes up. I think he might have had a nightmare or the teething mm-hmm. is getting to him. But my oh, wife yeah. just goes in there, brings him in the bed, and that's it. Good night. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's this for? Right. <laughs> There you go. I mean, I, I'm still rocking with Alien. Aliens uh, is, is pretty good mm-hmm. from Marvel. It's one of my more. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite ones. Um, I just realized too that um, the um, memory I emailed you about the Deathstroke Incorporated, the part three or part yeah part three of the Shadow Robin, War. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I was only missing the Robin because the part five is the Batman one that I already have. So so I so so I thought it was like a two three week thing. I'm like, oh no, I missed so many, but I only missed the one Robin oh, book. Yeah, yeah. So. Not so yet, pulled good. that for you. Right. Uh, one of my uh, over the last couple of weeks, the fourth man that that ended pretty good. The oh, okay. four issue AWA series that could have easily been a six issue miniseries, but I guess you know something's kind of had to be rushed, or you can only fit so many in four issues. But um, the artwork was pretty cool because a lot of the you know most of the characters looked like actual actors, you know. Mm. I don't remember their names, right? But I know that oh, uh, like one of the guys who was killed in that—that's the big guy from uh, uh, from Remember the Titans, the big center or the big the big uh, guy who moved from Oklahoma. You know the big guy. Now he's like mm-hmm. skinny and yoked. He was from Boy Meets World. I think he's one of the bullies from Boy Meets World as well. Um, the Nice House on the Lake. I've always been Fantastic interested. Book. In I mean, oh I've God. always been Great interested book. in it. Mark has yes. mixed reviews, like week in and week out, about it. But it's something you... is just keeping me pulled in every oh, like, every time, book. especially oh. this one, especially this last yes. issue, really issue number issue. eight. Yes. Oh, yeah, I was it. gonna say that actually. Eight was really good. But you know, my biggest complaint not really was so much about the book. Always, I guess that was a minor one. But it's just, I just feel how. I get upset how sometimes how inconsistent these books are. We still haven't gotten that damn swamp, swamp thing yet, Mike. I know. The, it's, I, th- the, I, I the, think the it's black label. The right. three that's issue. a paper shortage issue, I believe. Speaking right. Of, I think. Yeah, I think that's paper sourcing. Really? I think it's officially on one. You know, I'm not sure where, where you have it at, Alex. But I think it's either the weekend, the Wednesday of Memorial Day, <laughs> or it's like June first. 
you know, I, I tell you, I quit tracking those dates because they keep changing weekly, man. Right, right. I will say one uh, book that I do dig right now, Black Label, is Rogues. I have just uh, finished the second issue last night when they're in Gorilla City trying to get at the bank vault. Man, that that's a good book. I'm not Black sure. Black Label's good. Right, Black Label's good. Even that, And Black that's why really Mark solid. is so pissed off because that first issue of, of Green Hell was really good, the Swamp Thing. We're like, yeah. I, I need more. I need more, right? So – you know, back yeah. like in the 80s, Marvel had a, a thing called Epic. Their line was called Epic that also was like more adult, uh, mature audience. And I, I kind of, you know, there's no way Disney hears this shit. But hey, bring Epic back, dude. That'd be great. That's the counterpoint right. to uh, Black Label. And it's good to have adult fare for some Marvel characters. Nice. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much it that I've been reading. Again, I, I had plans to read the Batman Beyond the White Knight issue mm-hmm. two or three. That one's pretty good. I mean, I don't think... Hopefully they prove me wrong, but nothing will be as good as that first series. Just All the white, Shaman's just, stuff's really good, dude. Just the White All Knight, Shaman's right? Stuff's really good. The second one, the um, the one with uh, Osriel, that was really good. Mm-hmm. And then actually, Mark liked it, but I think the quality of, from the first two dipped with the Harley Quinn side story, and then of course now the first two issues of the Batman Beyond the uh, the White Knight one. So, but they're still good. You know, it's still I'll still come back for more for those White Knight like that whole universe. I really did. Yes, the artwork. Well, DC's, the, yeah, go ahead, Alex. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna. I think the DC's. I think Sean Murphy gets to do one thing annually at least for that universe and keep it up. And it's it's been fantastic. It's really really good. Batman Batman always trucks along really well. I mean, like you know, like Josh Williamson's okay. I'm not gonna. It's not my favorite, but you know, Chip Zdarsky's about to take over in a couple issues, and that's gonna be mm-hmm. awesome, dude. Chip's right. his run on Daredevil is fantastic. Devil's Ring was fantastic. That guy gets it. I like Stillwater. It's really good. How long? Yeah, is he, yes. How long is he going to have a Batman for? Do you know? I I don't think they've said. Um, but that that Chip Zarsky, man. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a, he came out when he first came out. People thought he's more of a comedian. I guess he kind of wrote funny stuff. And Sex Criminals is definitely comedy. But man, his writing is really really good. He he's a good good writer for right now. I'll tell you one thing. I'm excited that Detective's not every single damn week right now. You know, that <laughs> no, was, kidding. I hated that, that schedule. I hate, that was hate that a, schedule. I feel like they've calmed down a little bit on that side of the DC or that yeah. side of DC. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still pretty good. Harley Quinn's all right. Her little book. I still keep getting it. Why not? Uh, artwork is crazy in there. It's just uh, mm-hmm. really different. Are you reading Berserker? Who? I am reading Berserker. Are yeah. you Riley Rossmo's artist on Harley Quinn? He, they, yeah, they were one uh, that was uh, the Martian Manhunter series, right? So like it, right it, before Harley Quinn, like like last year, all throughout last year, yeah, or like two years ago, was the Martian Manhunter one. Yeah, I mean he's a little messy. He did Cowboy Ninja Viking back in the day. Uh, I like his art a lot. It's not for everybody it, but it's a little rough but I, I dig it it's a good style for me right that's exactly how you just put it it's a little messy i like that i like how you yeah, said that yeah. it is it's like it's it's weird it's like the the, the jaw lines are real like you know mm-hmm. a little exaggerated it, yeah. yeah exaggerated and everything the face story tone is good though it's all crazy it's like crazy in his panels like, it's, it's cool. like it's like you're eating it on acid or something you know what i mean like it's <laughs> wild i don't know <laughs> nah, but the, would, the story's cool. The story's cool. Now that uh, poison ivy's gone, and now she's framed for a murder that I don't that we don't believe she did. And now um, she she's at what? What is it? Arkham again, or Blackgate, or wherever the hell that mm-hmm. they go. But yeah, I mean, the story's not bad. Uh, so I did have a question because I I was 
when there, there was a previews came out for the Batman Superman world's finest. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I said, I said, go ahead and drop the justice league and replace it with that one. I didn't know that it wasn't the book that's actually replacing it because I'm kind of, I haven't read the issue 75 where apparently they all mm-hmm. die. Right. Yep. What is happening? Is justice league continuing under a new writer or what's going on with, no. with, with that book? Justice is it's over. So it's over, and then is there something in its place or no? Yes, now, that, that end of that book kicks off Dark Crisis. Oh, okay, Dark Crisis. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, well, Mark, just have to read 75 <laughs> issues to lead up to <laughs> Dark Crisis <laughs> to get on the event. Is it? Is it well, just... Well, Dennis was writing it up until the point that Josh Williamson took over 75, and it was also just okay. Um right. It wasn't like gangbusters, blow up, change your life kind of book, but it, it's okay. I, I'm I'm curious about Dark Crisis. I I, I do get tired of these events. I, I I'm not the biggest fan of the events right now. It's such a soap opera for Marvel and DC, and they, mm-hmm. you know, the stakes are always high, and then shit gets crazy, and and at the end everything's cleaned up pretty well with a few minor changes. And I, I think for most of us, we just get a little tired or bored with that. That's why I asked you because they in the same previews as like Dark Crisis number one they had Dark Crisis uh, you know young you know young Justice number one I was like do I ha- do I have to get that and I, and you and you said no Probably I think you not. can just stick with the main story yeah. on that one well because so. if they can't tell the story in the main book that's a that's a problem you know I I always kind of dislike when they make you buy a ton of extra shit I get it it's a business and all that stuff but it's like man it, it, good storytelling should be contained in the event you're not you shouldn't be asking people to pick up a lot of extra stuff to make event work it's, right especially now that i've noticed i don't know it's just me but maybe you can answer this question but is it just me or is it true but it seems like more books and more books are secretly silently going and inching their way towards 499 now is oh, that yeah. something that's... that you've been noticing <laughs> oh yeah because I mean, man, that's that. I mean, inflation of obviously is going to hit everything, and obviously paper is a commodity as well. So, um, I'll tell you what, man. Like you just mentioned, if you're going to keep people, make people get in all these books for all these events and side stories and whatnot, it's going to be very tough. As these books are what five dollars a piece now, right? Yeah, no, yeah. that's real. For I mean, people need to feel like their hobby is cool, that there's good value there, right? You don't want to be spending too much for stuff that no one wants to do that. And like, if I can make a bad example, because it's not apples to apples, but like Image Comics, uh, they'll put out their books at two ninety nine. Sagas at two ninety nine. Spawns at two ninety nine. Spawns at two ninety nine with the cardstock cover. It's like shame on Disney, shame on Marvel for yes. their garbage ass covers lately. They're right. garbage covers, dude. I mean, they they obviously stepped it up for Amazing Spider Man number one that had a uh, you know a coded cover again. It deserved it. But it's like, dude, the you know, like you said, Mark, four ninety nine. If if Image can put out a book with just house ads, the back cover is like an outside ad for two ninety nine. You know, Image is not selling like a tons of, not not they're not over volume over Disney. It's like, come on, guys, you know, the public. The, the buying public wants to feel like they're making a good purchase and their hobbies. And then it's, it. it's not just that at, at some point, what you're just going to force the buying public, like you said, to pretty much ha- have to go the route of just waiting for the, the, the paperback, the trade, well, right. You know, yeah. why it's going to get to a point. It's like, what, like what they're going to get to $7, a single, a single book. Like, what are you going to do? You're like, I'm not going to pick this up. I'll just wait for the trade. And now, now what, now yeah. you're losing on that side. So well, the trades like, sell way more, though. I mean, like the people that buy floppies are far outnumbered by people who buy trades. I mean, the trade sales are in the millions, and the floppies are in the tens of thousands. So once it once it becomes 
a trade like turns into a butterfly and has a whole different life, man. I mean, it gets in bookstores. It's in front of a lot more people. People, they're not really collecting, you know, trade, trade copies. They might get the fancy hardcover if they're into collecting, but if they just want to read and consume the story, you'll change your hobby to, to that frequency where you get a couple of trades every other month. And that fills the same need. And it's, it is cheaper. Like you said, especially the shop like mine, where I discount the trades their hardcover is 25% off. You can't lose. You know, makes a ton of sense. I do have customers switch to that model every couple every couple months. Someone else is like, "Yeah, I want to change this one to trade." So they get two trades per year. I oh, wow. totally get it. I totally get it, man. It's easier to read. It it makes a lot more sense. It's kind of easier to store and pass around. You don't have to worry about collecting so much if you don't want to be a collector. So they do a good job of making sure both, uh, you know, both markets are covered. Right. Are are trades basically uh, between Marvel, DC, and all the other publishers? Are they basically like based on like a six issue? Is it usually kind of six issues when they before they put it in a trade or does that go? It's kind of turned into that where like you get a half season set of six issues. And I I think like when Marvel first came out of bankruptcy in the early 2000s, um, a lot of their books, you know, like the whole Marvel Knights initiative was written like TV shows and Ultimate Comics with Bendis was written like a TV show. So you had, you know, you kind of got people out of comic books to come back. They could read these books or written like a TV show. So it wasn't it wasn't too unfamiliar and they would do six issue you know or six month arcs so you get two arcs a year and i think that became the predominant way to put books out the last you know couple of decades because of that early early 2000s stuff well you know what uh stand and collects just going back to that issue number 75 of justice league he's giving Mm -hmm. me good vibes and good feelings towards it because he says issue 75 was way better than the previous five or ten justice league issues (laughs) and i and I kind of felt that way. I kind of, you know, I, you know, was hoping that it was going to be. So if he's saying it is, I trust you. I trust you. Yeah, Bendis's run was a tough one. I, I actually love Bendis, but his his DC work never quite got into gear. It didn't feel like, except for Naomi, which is a really good book. His Legion was a little weird. Justice League's a little weird. His Superman was solid, but I think Philip Kennedy Johnson's run has been a little more fun to read. It's t- and I love Bendis. I loved his stuff that came out like again like 20 years ago. It was tremendous. We needed that stuff. Like his Ultimate Spider-Man is fantastic. Powers is fantastic. Where's I haven't heard? Really I haven't weird. been seeing Bendis's name lately. What's what's he doing lately? He just kicked off Naomi. He just got off Justice League. He's at Dark Horse now with his creator owned, and and uh, that's that's happening over there. So. Mm. Yeah, I like. I mean, I, I was reading so, his action when I when we first were starting this podcast. Yeah, and, you know, I enjoyed his action. You know, it was pretty good. It was it was solid. I mean, he tried a little hard with Red Mist to make that character kind of sink in, become a, a heavy, but very. I mean, you could tell he's a fantasy man. I, I always like his writing. Well, I think it's tough for new guys to get into his stuff, though. I I never read his Miles Morales, but I wonder oh, how super good, dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I bet it'd be. I bet it's a lot more intricate than the one that I'm reading now from Solid Mister Ahmed. There. Yeah, I mean that book's okay, but Venice's run is awesome, dude. Yeah. No, no doubts. How long was that? So it better be. How long was that run? Oh God, it went on for for years. I mean, start off with his Ultimate Spider-Man went on. Got the Peter Parker run is like one. 40 something like that a little bit higher than that and then the miles took over right after because peter dies in that universe and it's all really really good dude i I mean i always thought like the first 14 issues were a little slow but then once those first 14 were like first year was over it got really solid so Mm -hmm. okay so last question before we uh let you go sir um Mm -hmm. without any spoilers because i haven't seen either of them but morbius dr strange have you seen either of those movies (laughs) to give us an uh i will not see morbius 
I okay. shall not see Morbius. I only saw the first Venom. I will never Come watch on, another man. Venom again. I did see Doctor Strange, and, and it's okay. It was, I was joking in the shop. It's my second favorite Doctor Strange movie. So Ooh, it's not so, terrible, but right. it's a little weird after WandaVision. The way they set things up in WandaVision, this was a little bit of a weird turn. It, it's Sam Raimi, but it's like a lot like Sam Raimi. It's it's a weird film. I need. To, I don't hate it. It's very middle of the road for me, but I need to see it again. Okay, and then and then Moon Knight. I mean, I don't know, Mark. Did you I really watch, liked did you it. Finish Moon, really Knight? Liked it. Moon Knight. <laughs> no, sir. Oh, man. I told okay. you, you guys, dude. I, uh, Alex. I told these guys. You know, you obviously everyone that listens to this podcast, though, I'm not as much up on the, uh, not really at all on the streaming. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. all all of these guys are, Sean included, right? But uh, actually, I don't know now with his son, but. Uh, so I started watching Moon Knight. Finally, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna get on the show." These guys, they talked about the, they talked about the, uh, the Hawk. What was it, Hawkeye? They talked about the, um, the WandaVision. The they talked. The, what was the other one? There was like three or four of them. So Loki. Yeah. I mean, God, there's, there's, all Loki, the shows been really Falcon, good. Soldier, excited. Hawkeye. I'm, yeah, I'm reading Moon Knight. I'm all excited. These guys don't ever get me pumped up to keep watching it. Just like, ah, it's all right. And I'm like thinking the same thing. Alex, you said it was really good, or not I really good, it. but you you enjoyed it, I guess. Right. Um, I told you it was like every other Disney Plus Marvel show that's been coming out. It's like slower in the first couple episodes, and it really picks up. Like WandaVision was the epitome of that. Like I like I, I heard some people they were like, I'm out. Like after those first two black and white episodes, and then after oh, like, episode three and episode. on, we're like <laughs> insane, right? Well, yeah, because well, some people that I talk to you aren't as smart as you. Come on now. Isn't well, no, I'm, old. I'm old. I know the black and white shows are making fun of on right. Vision, you know? Right, right. She-Hulk came out, right? Or is coming out? I heard coming the trailer out. dropped today. I haven't seen it yet. Um, that's why I bought a bunch of She-Hulks uh, this week. <laughs> that's why, that, that's why but, I thought that. I was like, oh, and then you have some Star Wars. Get ready for Obi-Wan. It's all yeah. TV shit. Yeah, I got all. I just, I bought a lot of TV shit. Yo, TM. <laughs> Stranger, right. shit, like. Stranger Things. <laughs> so no spoilers for you, Mark. Too. Right, no spoilers for anybody else, but Moon Knight for me, it was like middle of the pack as far as all the shows that I've watched. It was it was good, well, but it it's but so it was heavy setup, dude. It's such a heavy setup, and right. it's all like the ultimate version of Moon Knight. Like I kept telling guys at the shop, it's like you know, it's like oh, he's not signed up for season two. It's like yo, because he's gonna be in a movie next because Moon Knight is a family member of West Coast Avengers, the next Avengers right. group. I think in Oscar Isaac's too big of a star to be on TV. No, no. No offense to Disney Plus, but that dude's a big screen actor. He's fantastic. It was a, the ultimate version of Moon Knight. It was very solid. What, uh, what else has he done? I'm not too familiar with him. He's Poe Dameron, man. He, he's Poe Dameron. Tracy's in the, Dune. Yeah. The new Star Wars movies. He's an ex Machina. Have, have you seen any of the three new Star Wars movies, Mark? Episode seven, eight, or nine? The last one I saw was when that Abrams dude first took over. Yeah, he's a guy that owns BB 8, the, the little you know, round owns, robot. Yeah. And then he was pretty good in Dune. I liked him in Dune. He's good. He's a really yeah. good actor, man. Yeah, yeah I really like him. Like if that was yeah, like, me too. Like if <laughs> so Moon Knight for it to ever be up for an Emmy, like he might win Emmy for Best Actor. The way he played both characters, yeah. it was awesome. How he went back and forth. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that, that's I, pretty I good. Was really good, man. That was right. really good. All right, Alex. Well, I know you. Uh, you're pressed for time, so thank you so yeah. much for joining us for another quarter. Yes. And we will see you sometime in the summertime after the. Um, all-star break of, of baseball both hockey and basketball will be over we're getting into the preseason of football we'll definitely hit you back up to come on with us yeah we'll talk soon man mark all i'll right, see cool. you this week <laughs> yes <definitely>. right <laughs> mike i'll all send right. you books out on friday all right cool thank you alex right, treasure thank Island you, check his store out tomorrow every wednesday friday and saturday in fremont california that is the best shop in the area if you're in the in the greater bay area go check him out but that is alex 
from TI Comics. And we'll be right back with episode 150 of the Comic Boogies podcast. Stay tuned. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Com Boogies Podcast, episode 150. We are back. Uh, Alex, another great conversation, sir. We will see you back in July, August, September, whatever the hell. But thank you so much for jumping on. And for everyone uh, watching live on YouTube right now, thank you so much for supporting. Thank you so much for jumping in on, on the comments. Everyone, Sanin Collects, Wu-Tang, Jason, like who, whoever. Like we greatly appreciate you guys jumping in and supporting the show. Thank you. Um, if you are not watching this episode, you, if you are listening, thank you so much for the support of that as well. Uh, we are on all social media networks on um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at the comic bookies, email us anytime the comic bookies at gmail.com. And of course, right now we are live. So follow the YouTube page. Um, yeah, I always say that we're gonna try to get more shorts and more videos and stuff. It never happens. Cause the time just kind of like the wind just blows on by, but Hey, we need you know. ideas. We need ideas. We need right. we need Wu Tang to give us one of one of their ideas. So right, I know, right? So, um, so yeah, so we are done with pretty much with the comic book side. Um, Mark, because you haven't finished Moon Knight, I'm sure you'll finish Moon Knight in the next couple of weeks. So we'll talk about it when you do that. Um, but yeah, again, I haven't seen Doctor Strange. I hope to with with uh, Danielle in the next couple of weeks as well. So we'll have a full spoiler filled review. Um, but yeah, shoot, man, we, we covered a lot. We covered basketball, we covered um, baseball. baseball, covered everything. So let's get into a little bit of NASCAR before we head home. Or is, if there's anything else you want to uh, talk about, sir? I mean, Liverpool did great. That's right. That's right. They made the champ. They made the the championship game for the Champions League. Uh, they're going to be playing Real Madrid. They obviously came and had that kind of stunned Man City there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a rematch pretty soon or pretty much and pretty soon of uh, when uh, Mr. Sergio Ramos decided to take out Mr. Mohamed Salah. And what was it? I think like the 20th minute or something or the 30th it was pretty early in the first half of that Champions League final in 2019, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Or was it? I forgot. I think it was 19. But anyway, it, it wasn't 20. <laughs> it wasn't. Right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um uh, I think they, after them winning that FA championship, they won the League Cup, so they got two trophies. They're going for the quadruple. Unfortunately, I don't think that they're going to win the league. I still think Man City got that in hand, um, but they can win the, you know, the, the 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 what do you call it? The treble by winning right. the Champions mm-hmm. League as well. So um, I, right. I mean, Real Madrid's good. It's hard to bet against those Spanish teams, also, but. Uh, think liverpool has a pretty good chance man pretty good team um if it goes to penalties their luck seems to be on their side pretty soon as they have beaten chelsea for both their trophies via penalties um here but yeah just uh that's that was pretty fun um nascar has been pretty fun uh the kentucky derby i don't know if you saw that but that was freaking wild yeah no i didn't uh, dude the horse was like an 80 to 1 long shot it was crazy dude just yeah the you're way... telling me that's crazy the horse wasn't even supposed to race it was uh another horse i think got scratched the night before or something and then that's why that rate that horse actually entered but um that was crazy it's always fun you know it's always fun to watch the kentucky derby when you got the 
when you got how many hours of uh, pre-ceremonies and all the hoopla and the big hats, the women with the big hats and everything. Mm-hmm, you, know, right. you, love to, you love to see it. They're drinking their wine and whatever. Mm-hmm. And all the celebrities that show up, you know, Tom Brady and yeah, Drake and right. All those Jack. guys who are not usually fancy, like they show up to try to be fancy. It's pretty yeah. funny. Jack Harlow's actually from Kentucky and he was like there with oh, Drake and okay. whatnot. So I, I don't know who that guy is. Jack I, I, Harlow. I see him. I see him on my wife's, uh, you know, Apple music or whatever. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Come on, and he's got dude, that Tyler hero song. Remember as much as we talk about Tyler hero. Right. No, I know. But I mean, I mean, come on. Uh, to, to be honest, like when I compare it to some of the stuff that I that I listen to either now or w- way back when, he ain't all that. He's okay, you know, like 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 nothing special, but right? His his new album is his new album's actually pretty good. To tell you the truth, though. Right, but when you're comparing it to what you get nowadays as a whole, I mean, you know, like put him up against what we were listening to in the late '90s, early 2000s, right? When we were in like elementary, junior high, and high school, like probably not. You know, it's not up there. Would you put him up there with with Eminem? Would you put him up there with with pop? You know, I mean, of course, I'm I'm comparing him to some of the greats, but you know, that's not and that's not a reason not to listen to him. But yeah, whatever. Tyler Hero tonight actually in their 118-107 win over the Boston Celtics to take a 1-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference Finals of the NBA. Michael, yeah. Mr. Tyler Hero, 27 minutes. 18 points, seven for 15, one for five on three pointers. Um, not a bad game guy. I think he well, didn't he win the sixth man of the year. So, uh, pretty good right. for him. Um, like watching him play, uh, pretty fun player, but, uh, yeah, he pretty good. Uh, just, yeah, man, just what else? Pretty got an all-star race this weekend, buddy. That's right. Texas, Texas, Texas motor speedway, buddy. Right. There it is. And forward worth Texas. Mm-hmm. Where are our tech? Wu-Tang, you from Texas or what, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Wu-Tang's on anymore, but. <laughs> uh, Wu-Tang, New York. Gotta be New York. Right. There you go. But you have uh, Kyle Larson. I think it says he's won the last two races. So I'm assuming that means Cup Series race plus the um, All-Star race. So he's pretty hot as far as. Uh, Recency bias is concerned on Texas Motor Speedway. You have guys like Kyle Busch and Kevin Har- Kevin Harvick. I'm not even gonna even mention anymore. He's done. No. He just needs to go. Kyle Busch, an average finish of sixth over the last five races, including one win. Um, all five of those races being top tens too. So he's he's good at Texas Motor Speedway as well. Um, some of these younger kids, you know, have had r- really good races over the last couple years. Uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, Christopher Bell, all averaging a top ten finish in their. Uh, Three races there. Kurt Busch even, last week's winner. Crazy, crazy. Over Kyle Larson, overtakes him. Uh, Not as dirty as uh, how Joey Logano overtook Byron the week before. But hey, 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 to to, to each their own. But Kurt Busch is is rounding out the other uh, drivers who have a recent top average top 10 finish in the last five races. Um, But yeah, I mean, Austin... Just be happy it wasn't another Hendrick driver there. I drives a white and blue car there, sir. Oh, oh God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, but you know what? And, and when you want to look down the 
the other drivers who have had recent success, or at least, you know, as far as finishes, you have Austin Dillon who has a win in his last five races at Texas. Eric Jones is good. I think of these guys who have been racing pretty consistently in these first few handful of races, Eric Jones, Ryan Blaney has been kind of struggling as of late just to kind of stay up there, but he's okay at, at, um, Texas joy Logano as well. Um, Suarez is decent as well, but I mean, it looks like it might just be Kyle Busch or Kyle Larson, two of the Kyles this week. If you want to, if you have the odds, I don't know, man. I got the odds right here, and you're obviously not lying with those odds because Kyle Larson a five to one, and Kyle Busch about a seven to one favorite to win the NASCAR All Star race there at Texas Motor. Uh, Chase Elliott eight to one, Byron as well, Ryan Blaney coming in just below double digits at nine to one, Hamlin ten. But this is who I'm going to be looking at, man. I want it all. Give me Ross Chastain, man. Hell no. yeah, dude. It's crazy. watermelon Chuck and Sob. I mean, uh, you know, man, this dude, just this team in general, I can't say more than, you know, just positive things about them, what they've been accomplishing and uh, just how good they've been running, dude. It's just kind of crazy to see that they're always up there contending. They, you know, obviously um, our guy Suarez doesn't have a win or nothing like that, but it just kind of seems like they run into issues at the wrong time, but just fun, fun to watch this team just go at it with these other big boys, if you will. But, you know, don't get it mistaken. They did buy a big boy team in a way with Chip Ganassi and, you know, buying that outfit with right. a track house and what Pitbull did coming over and, you know, getting into the NASCAR world. But, you know, let's let's see, dude. Joe Logano kind of more in the longer shot range at 14 to 1. Kevin Harvick there, 18 to 1. Kislowski, you see this guy odds drop, obviously, by becoming an owner, you know, owner driver with, uh, you, you know, just 40 to 1 here. It's just a Roush needs to get it together, you know. Um, I, I think they're improving. Don't get me wrong. I think Roush right now, as they sit, RFK Racing, Roush, Fenway, Kozlowski, I think that they're doing a lot better than I say, you know, three, four years ago, what Roush was doing. But Busher and Kozlowski, um, decent. I wonder if Kozlowski is ever going to think of turning that organization back into a three car team. I know it takes a little bit more to obviously do all that and with funding and with, uh, a recession looming and the fun, the rates going up and whatnot. Who knows what sponsorship's going to be looking like, not just for a team in RFK racing, but as you know, the other teams as well. And just, uh, this is the best time to be winning. Get that car on TV, you know, Michael Jordan, congratulations to them. And Denny Hamlin as an owner, yep. Michael Jordan got your first win in the 45. When I come back like Jordan wearing the full five, but, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, in the cool car, in the cement three uh, colorway those on the car, sick. it's so sick, dude. I have those in my in my closet, actually, dude. I love those shoes. One of and my let, favorites. And let me guess, you've never worn them. Uh, that would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But they I have mean, been sitting you know, there. When you talk about track house, going back to track house, even Daniel Suarez has shown that he's raced well, you know, he, and but he just gets in a, a little a little bit of bad luck. Like he got into a little bit of bad luck at Las Vegas. He got into a little bit of bad luck last week. He almost won the damn race at Fontana, but Larson, you know, overtook him in the last lap or two. So as a whole, that team has raced really well. And he is only what one of two drivers to have multiple wins, him and Byron. That's it. So good for him, man. Good for him. I want to see more, uh, exploding watermelons. It's cool. 
So who do you so who do you take? I mean, all star race is kind of a it's kind of a you know a toss up. It's not a real wait, race. He, just wait, he just, won Coda. What what the one did he win? He just won like two weeks ago, right? Didn't he win? Chastain. Chastain has two wins. Yeah, Chastain has two wins. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Chastain. Let's see. Um, I believe. Let's see. If I were to go back, so let's see. William Byron won Atlanta. Ross Chastain won Coda. William Byron then won Martinsville, and then Chastain won Talladega. Remember that was the 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 Kyle Larson. That's right. That that led to Denny Hamlin's um, insensitive uh, training, insensitivity training. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those races are always kind of just jumbled up. Yeah, yeah, that's right, dude. You mean like Michael McDowell sneaking in when? Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski took out each other last year. That's right. Ay, ay, ay. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, shoot, how many different winners? They always have the, the list down there. It's, right it's now, there. there's it's 11, like I think, right? Oh, I think it's in the teens, bro. Yeah, no, it's not in the teens, bro. Don't get too excited. <laughs> he wants on, to see so, This guy wants on. to see it come down to points. So you have Cindric, Larson. Cindric has one. Larson, one, Bowman, Briscoe, one, one, Byron. Two, one. And, two. and then Chastain is six. Denny Hamlin, seven. Kyle Busch is eight. Chase Elliott's nine. Joey Logano's 10. ten. Kurt Busch is 11. 11. So 11. So so we're like in the middle. So it's double digits already, though. Five more with, what, 13 to go? Right. So looking here, who can still get a win? Christopher Bell, this kid races. I mean, you know, he races good. He qualifies even better, but he can't seem to string together a win, but he can still get one. You know, he got one last season beating Joey Logano there at the second race of the season at the Daytona uh, Roval. Um, You know, Bubba Wallace's teammate just won. Don't know mm-hmm. if there's a track coming up that Bubba Wallace prevails, you know, per se for, you know, uh, relatively speaking in the, in the, in the, you know, yeah, well, yeah, that would, but, um, but you're, man. you're already in the playoffs at that point. So, yeah, I mean, true Rex could still win Blaney. He could still win. I mean, I think we might just come a little bit short again. Again, I mean, Reddick could still win. Don't get me wrong. Even Suarez, you know. But I don't know, man. I think it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be about 14, 13, 14. Mm, 15, the cream, maybe, the, but... the cream is gonna rise to the crop, and you're gonna get multiple winners coming up, I mean, especially Harvick, Mr. Kyle Larson at Sonoma freaking Har- race. If Harvick, if Harvick could get there, he might pull a Joey Logano move. Oh, God, you know, <laughs> oh, he would do the move too. But Logano, sure. you know what? Logano pleaded his case. He said that he's that that Byron pinched him, which you know he did like, run him high like earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I guess you know if Logano saw it that way, obviously we don't race. But that's what he said. If that's what you're willing to do to run someone a high just to get the lead, then you got to right. be willing to like take it back when someone else wants the lead. I guess so. It is what it is. Byron doesn't seem to be too concerned. I don't think it's going to be too much of a big deal going forward unless it's, you know, for to advance in the playoffs or for a championship. And obviously it's going to but if it's just like a regular race, they obviously both know that they're both in the playoffs now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think they're going to play it cool the rest of the season, but I hope don't. not. <laughs> I want to see some drama. I want to see some. I want to see someone hit somebody. And, and 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 with both guys have their that have their helmets off. By the way, yeah. None of this wussy stuff over here. Uh, but man, yeah. Uh, 
I'm, I'm sorry to report everyone that Mark will not be joining me in Sonoma this uh, June. He's got oh, a trip. Of, he, yeah, he's got a, a trip a few days later to. Oh, speaking of Texas, so <laughs> uh, we're gonna miss you, buddy. Um, I, the the court the the court is still out or the jury's still out on uh, Sean. Don't know if he's joining me, but at least my wife will be there, so she'll help me uh, shoot a YouTube video uh, for you fans. So we'll, you know, be hopefully able to see another Larson win, just like last year's race. But yeah, that should be fun. Definitely. But, but next year we have to plan like a big race, right? I don't know if it's going to be Kansas, Texas, or even if we go to Te- you know, even though we've both been there, if we go to Vegas together, right? Or shoot, if we could go all in and go like Daytona or Watkins Glen or somewhere on the East Coast, right? Got to got to hit somewhere we haven't. No, been if I'm going to do the East Coast, I don't know if I want to do a road course. I'll do right. Daytona or Darlington, Charlotte. Charlotte. Or- yeah, Charlotte, because then you could see all the race, the the, the shops and whatnot. That's right. And the right. and the Hall of Fame. True. Or go to one of the more more recent ones that they opened up as uh, Nashville, because you know Tennessee. I heard is a pretty yeah, cool when, place. When is that race? That is that one coming up soon? I think so. I just had the schedule open. I think Nashville is pretty soon. Nashville is the week after. Um, <clears throat> actually, two weeks after Sonoma, because uh, the week after Sonoma is Father's Day, which they don't race. And then I week wonder after, maybe Nashville's 26. the first NBC race. It is. It is, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you're right. So so Sonoma is the final Fox race, and then yeah. Father's Day breaks up the the two networks, and then NBC takes over on Sunday, June 26th. That's right. And then we have uh, Road. Then we have Road America the day before the Fourth of July, which hopefully you'll be coming over for a nice uh, Kahlua pork. Uh, Pulled pork, pork extravaganza at the house, so. Road America is fun. That's where they're going. For yeah, Road America. July. Road yeah, Fourth of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Nice. So Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Let's get it. Let's go. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, we we talk some comics. We talk some sports. This is uh, we're at about an hour and a half right now. Uh, fun times for episode 150, 151 rum. Next week. <laughs> Bacardi. Yeah. You bringing them back with the Bacardi, dude? Yeah, dude. With the speaking of Bacardi, man, I haven't seen. I mean, I've seen it obviously, but remember when you're like you're younger, everyone's like in your in your in your in your years now, right? In your in your thirties, do you hear any of your friends or anybody you associate yourself with saying like, "Hey, you got the one fifty one"? You know what I mean? Hell, no, no. definitely not. Exactly. No, No, because you think about because we actually think about it the next day now. Dude, no, thank uh, you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's more of a psychological <laughs> thing now, huh? Right. Like, like I don't hear anything like, "Oh, who's got the the um, what the hell is it? Who's got the the Jägermeister?" Right. Oh, like, Jäger who's, who's bombs. Doing some Jäger, Jäger bombs, or uh, who's got the handle of Sailor Jerry's? Like, you do a handle pull of Sailor, Sailor Jerry's. Sailor Jerry, he- you're dirty. Hell, hell oh, no, dude. You I mean, might like, as well be on. on that wild turkey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Jerry. <laughs> no, for real, no. We're not doing any of that stuff. But um, but yeah, man. Um, I think I gave out all the social medias. I, I gave out the email. Uh, this has been 151, dude. Or I mean, sorry, it's, uh, that's next week. Sorry. See, so there he is. is. He's on the. the his... We already got the title for next week. Right there we go. Speaking so 100... of 151, though, actually, real quick, you guys mm-hmm. look it up, fans, everyone listening live right now, everyone listens to uh, 150 for the next week's episode. We should actually. Or next for or not whatever the following week whenever we do it who knows right. now we're ran we're random now we give you guys it surprises these days now mm-hmm. Easter eggs but um 
there's a drink that I had once. It was years ago. Speaking of which was in my younger years, right? I get to my buddy's house and this dude's got 151. He's got beer. He's got some amaretto. He's like, we're going to make He's like, so he makes this drink for me, right? He puts the beer in the cup, kind of like a sake bomb, right? Okay. And then um, he, he got the shot glass and then he puts, I think it's 151 or amaretto with mm-hmm. 151 or 151 i forgot which one it is i have to look it up again but right. put 151 and amaretto in a shot glass i think it's amaretto first and then 151 you like the 151 on fire and then you drop it in the beer and like you a flame, drink like it. a flaming dr pepper that's exactly what it is it tastes just yeah. like dr pepper and i remember right. drinking and i'm like what the? i'm like this can get you hooked real quick i'm like right. what is this shit i had i had one of those at um what's that what's that bar that's on one of the corners in downtown San Jose, like Flames. It's just called like Flames, oh, yeah. right? Not, I had I had one there, you know, not no pun intended, but no, not Tunes. <laughs> no, not Tunes. Definitely not. I've been to I I went to Tunes when it was open a few times, but no, many 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 uh, nightly excursions <laughs> over down there in downtown. Dude, San what are my what, one of my buddies from my from my one of my previous employers? Uh, his chick actually lived right there, so right between. It was in one of those condos, like those high rise, like right between like I think First Street and Second Street or something. So if you walk right, that right. one side, you literally walk down the steps and across the street was Trace Gringos and oh, no San Jose way. Bar and Grill. And then you walked on the back side on the other street on the other street. And then I think it was second. And you had like all those other bars. It was like it was a pretty like chic place to be at, right? Downtown. Right, yeah, because they had the fancy Safeway right in between. If you went around the corner from um, San Jose Bar and Grill and Trace Gringos, you had the little fancy, fancy uh, Safeway with the with the apartments on top. Downtown living, mm-hmm, downtown right. living, out here in the Bay, an hour mm-hmm. from L.A. on SWA. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! All right, man, take us away at one fifty. One fifty, everybody, stay tuned. We will be back for that Bacardi one fifty one next week. But yes, thank you, Alex, for joining us on this historic monumental 150th episode of the comic bookies podcast once again ladies and gentlemen what we try to do here every single week every single time we record we try to deliver you the best entertainment and sport entertainment and sports news try to give you guys a little bit of fun a little bit of odds and just you know bring a little bit of you know different you know taste into this culture which is comic books and entertainment and sports because uh you know, we know there's a lot of you guys out there that, you know, are into both of it, just like we are. And it's just uh, you can't really go other places to find it. Both of this talk besides us. So thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody that joined us. Uh, Wu-Tang, uh, get back in next week um, or, you know, leave us an email, at, uh, you know, comicbookies at gmail.com. Get us on social. Mike said it earlier at the comic bookies on Instagram and Twitter everywhere. So uh, thank you, man. Thank you, uh, Mike. It was fun to be with you and Alex tonight. Hopefully Sean can be on next time. But uh, yeah, this has been 150. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Just keep sharing. Keep uh, liking, dropping reviews, sharing it with family and friends. And uh, let's get ready for summer, baby. Oh, yeah. 
Just a quick update on the stats. Uh, looking pretty good for this month, but thank you so much for the state of Virginia for giving us a boatload of downloads over the last uh, couple weeks or so. I think ever since I started paying attention to the data about maybe 10 episodes ago, we are now downloaded in 29 of the 50 states. So we're over halfway there, including the 49th and 50th states, Hawaii and Alaska. So for Mark and for Sean, who will hopefully be on for 151, this is Mike. This has been the Comic Bookies Podcast. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics and enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. Go Warriors tomorrow. Game one, baby. Peace. And always, always enjoy each other. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy reading. Enjoy all these fabulous movies that come out. But most importantly, enjoy each other. We love you guys. Comic bookies. Bacardi is next week. Tune in, baby. Peace.